Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dr. Gary. It is November 24th. Hey, my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. And we are one day away from Thanksgiving. Amen. And so I want to wish all of my listeners out there a very happy and safe Thanksgiving and that all will go well. Praying for you and your families and those that may be traveling over the highways uh, and airways, that they will be met with safe travel and God will continue to cover them and allow an enjoyable and a prosperous holiday weekend. Amen. And so today I just want to share with you um, just a devotional monologue. And, and our topic today is Jesus Christ versus world culture. Amen. And so our supporting scriptures today will be coming from Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 and James 1 um, and 12. Also, we'll be doing finding uh, some some information also, I believe, from um, First Corinthians um, nine and twenty five. And we'll just talk about um, about Jesus Christ and versus world culture, because I believe that this is important because of the shifting dynamics that are becoming so obvious and evident. Uh, in our world today, we're living in unprecedented times right now and very trying times, especially for uh, the believer, because the enemy is always present amongst us and he wants to provide us with the options of choosing um, the way of the world, uh, the way of their culture over the ways of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. And so we know that every Christian is trusting God to reveal their destiny, um, but not every Christian uh, is trusting God with their problems. And so, uh, so as we know that when we trust God, uh, we choose the way of Christ. And I know that I will cast my cares upon God as I pray. Uh, and in response, I'll choose his way. And so this helps us to um, acknowledge Christ as the chief cornerstone uh, of the church. And so as we delve into the scriptures, we look at Ephesians 2. 19 and 22 in the NIV version is where I'm coming from here where Paul writes um, in verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of the household. Verse 20 says, but on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Amen. And verse 21 says in the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And last verse 22. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Amen. Uh, and so here we know that um, a church building is, is sometimes called the house of God. However, we know in reality that, you know, the house of God is actually not a building, but us, uh, the believer, his, his people. And it is God through us. Uh, he, he reveals himself to the world that is so very closely watching us. Amen. And so, but we want people to be able to see and, and to be able to feel uh, the love of God resonate from us and, and through us. However, unfortunately, we also 
see and then realize that there is another entity out there, an antichrist spirit that that is readily accepting what what the world or the world culture uh, is dictating versus what Jesus Christ would have us to obey and what he would have us to do and command us to do. Matter of fact, uh, there's even a song uh, that I heard on the radio um, that even suggests to people to try, quote, try Jesus, not me. And the song is by, I believe, Toby in Midway. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Uh, and so I just want to share with you some of the lyrics um, in the song. And it goes, uh, try Jesus, not me, because I throw hands. Try Jesus. Please don't try me because I fight. I know what he said about getting slapped. But if you touch me or mine, we're going to have to scrap. So try Jesus. Don't try me because I fight. I have no problem laying these hands. Try Jesus. Don't try me because I fight. Oh, he said, turn the other cheek. Oh, but that's one part of the Bible that just, just don't sit right with me. So try Jesus. Please don't try me because I fight. I have no problem laying these hands, unquote. <laughs> so I'm believing this is he's laying hands in a totally different fashion. Obviously, ain't no oil on these hands. <laughs> so, um. Now, from from what I see and what I'm told, we're, we're supposed to model our lives after Christ. But if we can't be tried as believers, just as Jesus Christ was, how are we supposed to exemplify the character, the very nature of Christ? Well, I, I can tell you right now that I don't think this song is actually going to be the, the anthem <laughs> of Christ believers or followers. So if, if there's, because if there's no relationship with, with the Holy Spirit or God, then you're living on very dangerous and treacherous ground. Amen. We, we, we must operate from our, our gifts, from love. Our, our gift must have, must operate from love. And this is how um, the world will know that we are believers of Christ. We are followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. And so if we are a follower of Christ, you have to know that you're going to be tried. There is no way out of that. There are no loopholes around that period. Uh, and so your convictions, your convictions are going to be tried. I mean, as a believer and, and your faith is going to be tested in some of the worst ways, some of the most infallible ways, infallible ways that you can even think of. You're going to be tested. But but we can't allow that or the world uh, to infect our minds and our hearts and cause us to fall prey to those natural things, those responses that are that are against the very nature of the Holy Spirit, because we know that these responses are birthed from from the carnal mind. The Bible tells us that we, we are a new creature. Old things are past, 
away all things anew. And so it's in that man that dwells no good thing, except we have Christ on the inside. Amen. So when we remove those idols, we aren't controlled by anything other than God. And so we have to, to seriously, very seriously consider that if, if you're controlled uh, by the illicit attributes of fear and, and anxiety, stress, bitterness, dissension, uh, unforgiveness, worry, pain, uh, and the likes of those, um, then that is what's going to control you. Amen. So what you follow is what you obey. And we've got to learn, especially now, more so than ever, is to be quiet within ourselves and, and, and take a moment to be still, to reflect on and with God. Because being still in Christ, that doesn't make you afraid. It doesn't make you a, a coward or anything. It, it helps us to learn uh, and to discover how to live in the peace um, and quietness and the stillness of God. And so this, this doesn't take away your crown. I wear your crown boldly. That's right. You can, you can, you can place your crown upon your head boldly because you can, you still a child of God. Amen. James one and 12 tells us that blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Amen. And so if you're going to if you're going to succeed, if you're going to prosper, if you're going to win in this life, you've got to stay faithful to God, even under the most extreme pressures and situations. Amen. So your crown it's not just a part of your wardrobe. It's not just a part of your fashion. Your crown exemplifies victory in and through Christ Jesus. Amen. So wear that crown. Matter of fact, tip it to the right a little bit. You know, give it some swag a little bit and walk boldly with your head up, knowing that you are made in the likeness of the most high God. Amen. And so we look at first Corinthians nine and twenty five. Where it also tells us that everyone, not just some, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. That's right. And so they do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it, as we're talking about the believers, to get a crown that will last forever. So we ain't focused on the temporary quick fix. We're not just talking about boasting and winning our championships, you know, one year and never win again. No, no, this is, we're wearing our crown. We gonna win every day you see us <laughs> because we in it to win it. That's how we get out as Christians. Amen. So I know there's books out there that'll tell you what you want to hear. And a lot of books out there, you know, for motivational speaking, self-help books and all of that, that, that lead the little wandering soul that's looking for the quick fix to what they think is self-fulfillment and self-satisfaction and even self-awareness. The unfortunate part about it is that not many of them are addressing self-control. See, there's a thing. So self-control is, is, is one of the ingredients of the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> Amen. And so that means it's going to require 
examining yourself. It's going to require examining your strengths and your weaknesses. And so in essence to that, self-control enables you to say no just as well as you say yes to everything. So everybody say with me, no, <laughs> there you go. So you can't say it. Go ahead and form those words and say no. So when you know things are not right or not the way of Christ, you say no to those things, especially the friends or any other situation that's leading you away from the way of God, the way of Christ. Amen. And then even with those that's dealing with casual sex, what is casual sex? Who came up with that name? That sounds like a make me feel good type of word that just allows people to just move forward with it any old kind of way. But and then to laziness. Amen. And so these are three entity thing issues that, you know, these things can get you deeply in trouble and with no promise of you're going to make it out of them. So self-control just doesn't come naturally. It takes having a right relationship with God and attaining the attributes and qualities and characteristics of Christ as he walked amongst us and demonstrated these these attributes, all of them, because you just can't have one. Without the other eight, you have to have all nine qualities. Amen. And you know what they are. Amen. And so um, it's that level of learning attitude that must be, has to be, must be centered in and through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, I thank you so much for listening today. I hope today's devotion has been encouraging, enlightening, and an inspiring to you in your heart. Um, remember to have a very safe, wonderful, and enjoyable Thanksgiving holiday. I love you. Uh, until we come together again, God bless you. And I love you. Amen. Good night.